Welcome to Seeming God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Talking about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus at this time of Passover, we have uh, in 1 Corinthians 11, the Lord's Supper. This do in remembrance of me, so as long as you do uh, this, uh, you do show forth the Lord's death until it's coming. And discerning the body of Christ, where to literally to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And for far brother or self, condescending men of low estate. And by doing that, number one commandment of all, Mark 12, 29, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Second liken to it, love your neighbor yourself. From all these two commandments, saying all the law and the prophets, it's pretty well summed up there, as you would have others do to you, do unto them. It's just that simple. The Lord fulfilled the law. The law of Moses was not only the Decalogue, not only the tables of stone, but the civil, judicial, and ceremonial law as well, bringing it to a higher level of glory. There, the natural law of Moses was weak in the flesh. And in Hebrews 10, the veil, that is to say Jesus' flesh, was the partition separating the sanctuary from the most holy place. There, Jesus in the days of his flesh, God's own flesh, fulfilled the law by keeping the ceremonial, judicial, as well as the civil law. And by doing that, though being tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin, he nailed the ordinances of that law to his cross, breaking down the middle wall of partition, thereby making peace peace with God, and one new man. That new man, there is our quickening spirit, the man Christ Jesus, who is now there glorified with the Father's own self. We find in the days of his flesh, fulfilling the law that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Well, the world unto himself by the work of the ministry that he did in and of himself alone. He had to have a man, because by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. God looked for a man. He was amazed he could find none. Therefore, his own arm, his own arm of flesh, brought salvation to himself. There we find Paul talking in 2 Corinthians 5, that God was in Christ, Reconciled the world unto himself. Now we pray in Christ's stead, but you reconcile to God, and it's given us the ministry of reconciliation. The word of reconciliation now is as ambassadors of Christ is now held and done by the body of Christ. There God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, was in the days of his flesh. As Jesus stated while he was on this earth in a humiliated state. God's own flesh, his own tabernacle, his own dwelling, made in under the law, as Galatians 4 verse 4 tells us. In the fullness of time, 
God sent forth his son. Not the spirit saying to spirit junior, go down and die for the sin of the world. There's no spirit senior, spirit junior. There's no second person of the Godhead. But how did he send his son then? Well, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made in under the law, not above it, under the law, to redeem us that were under the law. That was our kinsman redeemer. Jesus, there tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin, there from the time he took his ministry at age 30, fulfilling the law himself, simply because Numbers 4 states that our high priest takes his office at age 30. Therefore, Jesus, to fulfill his own law, took his office of our great high priest at age 30. <clears throat> Everything the law required, civil, judicial, and ceremonial, Jesus fulfilled. And by doing so, after he had been tempted at all points, tried, and the captain of our salvation made perfect through sufferings, then he laid down his life, his holy, righteous, their incorruptible blood upon the cross, thereby making peace in one new man. He took the ordinances of that law that were contrary to us, that were against us, all mankind, and nailed it to his cross, thereby breaking down that middle wall of partition. The Son of God is the Father revealed, which is God working salvation in and of himself alone. The Trinity doctrine of three persons and a Godhead is in error. Those that have and believe in a binary, that is two-ness, that the Father and the Holy Ghost are one, but the Son of God is different, believing in two persons is in error because there's only one person in the Godhead. The oneness that believes that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself and even in glorification. There's a man standing at the right hand of God that is the mediator of the new covenant making intercession for us as the man that is not the spirit of God but has the spirit of God in him stating that God still is in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not understanding that in 2 Corinthians 5, 17-19, that we are ambassadors of Christ, that we are in Christ's stead. That's the mystery of godliness. <clears throat> Christ in us, the hope of glory. There, in the days of his flesh, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Now, God is Christ. Christ has been made the man in his humiliated state, in his glorified state, has been made both Lord and Christ, the Holy Ghost. That you see as the true doctrine of Christ that we see in Acts 2.36. That all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus whom you crucified. God hath made him both Lord and that's Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45, and Christ. That's 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. Christ is first and foremost the Spirit of God. 
And that is how the Old Testament prophets prophesied of the grace that should come to us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ that was in them. God is a Spirit that is Christ. Christ is always and has always and will be God, the Spirit. But to redeem mankind back to himself, he had to have a man, which would be our kinsman redeemer. And God looked for a man. He was amazed he could find none. All were conceived in sin, shaped in iniquity, none good, no, not one. Therefore, his own arm, that's the arm of flesh, brought salvation to himself. We see that in Isaiah 59, 16, Isaiah 63, 5. We see it in Isaiah 43, 10. You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory, and my servant whom I have chosen. They think that's another second person of the Godhead, a separate person. But that's not what God said. And that's what's being revealed now in the revelation of Jesus Christ to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. What is it, basically? Is that the man Christ Jesus is and always has been God. Not just having God in him, but first and foremost is God. And we see that in Isaiah 43.10, Philippians 2, 5-8. We see it in Jesus uh, stating himself. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, John 14. And he states there in John 8, 24, except you believe that I am he, the father of glory, you shall die in your sins. So the true ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ gives us semantics on how the Lord, the spirit of God, made himself of no reputation, how he works salvation in and of himself alone. Those that are led to the true spirit of God know this. The ones that do not confess a false deity. Does any spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. If you confess that Jesus Christ, the spirit of God is come in the flesh, you're of God. But if you confess not that spirit of Christ is come in the flesh, yet is uh, saying that Jesus Christ is not the father of glory. He's not the Spirit of God. He did not and is not in a present imperfect tense still coming in the flesh in the body of Christ. That's the Spirit of Antichrist. John tells us that in Revelation, that revelation in 1 John 4, verse 1 through 4. We have the apostolic succession in Ignatius and Polycarp stating the very same truth that little children keep yourselves from idols in staying in a pure doctrine of Christ and not having any fellowship with idols. And they talked that the body of Christ was to remember, and quoting John in his epistle, that any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Ignatius stated it. Polycarp stated it. They seal their testimony with their own blood in Rome, given continuity to the true gospel of Jesus Christ, not giving any heed to a Trinity doctrine. Michael Servetus did the same. 
All of these men were truly men of God, preaching the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. They did not succumb to a false trinity doctrine. God in these last days is revealing the true God and eternal life, Jesus Christ, that he is the only one person of God, not two, not three, that he is that spirit that made himself of no reputation, made his spirit to be void in a self-imposed limitation that he will not work his spirit, but he took upon him the form of a servant made in the likeness of men. God found in fashion as a man, Philippians 2, 6. Humble himself to the death, the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. The Lord Jehovah God Almighty to the glory of the Father. He went to the glory of the Father, glorified by the Father's own self. You see that true witness there of God, the true witnesses of God, stated by the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 43.10. Thus saith the Lord, you are my witnesses, the true witnesses of God. You can read it in Isaiah 43.10. It speaks of a holy one, not a holy trinity, a holy one. You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, the invisible spirit of God, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent spirit of God, which Jesus is and has always been, that created all things, whether it be thrones, principalities, powers, things visible, invisible, all things created by Jesus Christ, for he is that spirit. That's Colossians 1, 16 and 17. And uh, Isaiah states, that the true witnesses of God, thus saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand, have the perfect understanding that the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory, is that servant, that I am he, is what the Lord states. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall it be after me. God formed himself, a body of flesh and blood, in order to redeem us back to himself. God did it all by himself alone. And there was no second person of the Godhead. During the days of his flesh, the law was still there until he sheds his holy, righteous blood. That incorruptible blood, blood of Jesus Christ, the sinless blood of Jesus, the law still is in effect because uh, that will and last will and testament of Jesus will not come into force until the testator dies. And without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. So in this Easter, this time of the Lord's Supper, this time that the Lord laid down his life, buried, and rose again, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, at this time during the Feast of Passover, that we find in the Jewish holy days in Leviticus 23 have been all fulfilled in our Lord Jesus Christ. He has completed all ceremonial, civil, and judicial in the law of Moses. So we're not under the law anymore. We're under grace. 
But grace reigns through righteousness. We have to be obedient unto righteousness. Where we were servants to sin, unto death. Now we're servants of obedience unto righteousness. Romans 6. And that basically, generally, is not taught throughout the denominal church world, throughout the world. And that is what God is returning us back to, the true doctrine of Christ. We find in John 2, 19 that Jesus stated, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. That will declare that he is the Father and really prove that he is by resurrecting his own body of flesh from the dead. He did that, declaring himself to be the true Son of God. In Romans 1, verse 3 and 4, declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead. We literally give uh, thanks to God for his death, burial, and resurrection at this time of season, the season that we call in the book of Acts Easter, not an Easter bunny God, not fertility of eggs, but the death and burial and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Isaiah 43.10, the prophet sums it up. You are my witnesses, the true witnesses of God, thus saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. See now that I am God thy Savior, the Lord thy Redeemer. There's not another. The Holy One, not the Holy Trinity, the Holy One of Israel, Isaiah 43, 15. This is the true God and eternal life. The Son of God has come. He is the Holy Ghost. And give us an understanding of him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the only true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. 1 John 5, 20. Jesus is the Christ. He is that Spirit. Christ is every office of the Spirit of God. We see it in 1 John 2, 22. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that hath denied both the Father. Why? Because Christ is the Father. Has always been. The Father always will be the Father. And he has denied the Son. Because Christ is the Son of God, the Father revealed. They're one and the same Spirit. We have to have their knowledge and the revelation and be established in the doctrine of Christ. For if we abide not in the doctrine of Christ, we have not God, 2 John 9. So we give honor, praise, and glory to our Lord Jesus Christ at this season, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone is God, and there's not another. He's not God, Jr. He's not Spirit, Jr. He's God Almighty. We want to leave that with you. There, if God has witnessed with your spirit, then we'd like to work with you in the call of the ministry and the work of the ministry for this gospel being preached to all the world for witness in all nations. You can email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. You can also write to me. Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or you can have the contact at our websites, dennisbeard.org. There you'll also see seven books that we've authored for 
relating to that eternal Godhead of Jesus Christ being the only true God in eternal life. There for your edification. You can contact us at DennisBird.org. You can contact us at SealingGodsPeople.org or SealingGodsPeople.com or JCIC.tv. Any of those places, uh, simply email or contact, and I will contact you where we can work together. You can also download our app, Sealing God's People, therefore daily podcast. Focusing on the present proceeding Word of God, I know you'll be blessed. Now we pray for each and every individual member in the body of Christ that God will perfect each of us. Perfect that which is lacking in each one of us that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.